dwell in me as I dwell in you. These are Jesus' words to his disciples, as recorded in the Gospel of John. Words as Jesus is trying to prepare them to understand that he will not be with them forever, but that the message that Jesus has proclaimed will go on. Dwell in me as I dwell in you. Because Jesus knows and is trying to explain to the disciples that Jesus is not going to dwell on earth forever, not in the physical form they've become used to. But the disciples, and I think probably us too, will be invited to dwell in Jesus as Jesus dwells in them. Is dwell starting to lose meaning for anybody else? The more I say it over and over, it starts to lose its meaning and just sound kind of weird. We don't have a lot of words that start with DW. So what does that really mean? I mean, dwell is something we think of as like a house or a neighborhood, like where do you live? But I don't think Jesus is giving his disciples instruction for a construction of a building or a house. What is Jesus trying to say by saying dwell? Well, what Jesus is trying to say, what the original Greek verb means is, well, something along the lines of live live in me as I live in you. But even that doesn't quite capture it. Maybe some of us know the translation of abide in me as I abide in you. Stay connected, remain rooted. Abiding is something that's not just a one-time thing. It's a long-term maintained connection about where we find our source for life, vibrancy, creativity. Abide in me, stay in me. It's not just about a one-time residence or an address that could be changed. This is a long-term, lifelong dwelling, a long-term, lifelong connection. Stay connected to me as I stay connected to you. Doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? You could say, especially because Jesus is using this metaphor of the vine, grow in me as I grow in you. But even growth doesn't quite capture it. It's about flourishing. It's not just about growth. It's not just about surviving, but thriving. Staying so connected that life from God flows through Jesus and flows to us too. And that life then bears fruit. That's why Jesus is using this metaphor of a vine, a vine that grows grapes for wine or for just eating grapes. This idea that staying connected to Jesus, who is connected to God the Father, sends this life force through us that bears fruit, that creates something nourishing and exciting. But here's a couple things to remember when we think about ourselves as plants. We remember that plants have needs. Not only do we need to stay connected to the vine, which is Jesus, but if we are a plant in this metaphor, we have other needs too. And I do kind of mean that literally. Do you feel, any of you, I mean, I do, like your mood has improved since the sun came out? Do you feel just a little bit better about life, yourself, the world, hope for the future? because we can go outside and enjoy the weather. We can enjoy the sun, 
We can recognize when we're thirsty. We, in fact, like plants, need a little space to stretch and grow. Plants have needs. It is okay, in fact, necessary as a plant in this metaphor Jesus offers us to not just say, as long as I'm connected to Jesus, everything else is fine. You're still going to need a glass of water every now and then. Remember, plants have needs. In a comic strip I really like from uh, the comic Poorly Drawn Lines, the instructions say, drink water, get sunlight, you're basically a houseplant with more complicated emotions. And while that doesn't talk about the relationship of Jesus, it does remind us that as physical embodied beings, we need to take care of our bodies. Otherwise, those complicated emotions get even more complicated even more quickly. So remember, plants, including you, have needs. Drink water, get your sunlight. And we should remember that plants have seasons. Right now we're in the middle point between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. We're on the first weekend of May when spring is really starting to spring up all around us. And it's so good to look outside and remember as we see those light green buds of leaves, as the first shoots of flowers are coming up from the earth, as the tulips and daffodils blossom, as the crocuses fade away for other plants that come after. It's good to remember very few plants bloom all year round. Lots of plants, especially those in our yard, go through seasons. They lay dormant for a while under the snow. They slowly grow in the spring, pushing their way up through the soil. They flourish in summer and early fall. In late fall, they begin to die back and they go dormant again over the winter. It is okay. It is even normal to sometimes feel like we're a little dry, like we are not bearing fruit, like we don't feel particularly flowery or fresh and green. It is okay, even normal, to go through periods in our life where it feels like some part of us is dormant. We go through seasons too. We go through seasons based on the weather, just as some of us are feeling better now that it's spring, some of us might know what it's like to feel miserable in the winter. We go through seasons because of different times in our lives, different focuses, different passions, different careers, different life changes. Heck, we're all just barely waking up from a season when we all had to be pretty dormant just to try to survive. And that is okay. That is normal. And it is okay, too, for our spirituality, our religion, to sometimes feel a little dormant. Plants don't grow by pulling on them. Instead, what we can do is give some graciousness to those times in our lives when we need to rest. When we need to say, I can't do more right now. I need some help. I need someone to help me so that I can rest, like a plant lying dormant over the winter. I need someone to help tend me, just like when we help take care of the plants and trees coming up in our yards. I need someone to notice and care for me, or I just need a little time alone. That could be a whole, few, a whole series of months in our lives, or even just one day to say, right now, I need to be a dormant plant. I'll give you some spring energy 
in an hour or two. And don't forget, plants can't grow forever in a box. You might have started some seedlings for this spring in a box. You might be picking up seedlings this weekend or next weekend on Mother's Day when, um, when it's good to plant plants. You might be picking things up from your local florist. Whatever it may be. You might be picking things up from your local garden store to put in the ground and they come in pots. That's a good way to start a seed. But if you keep them in one forever, like this plant right here, they become root bound. They start to get sick because they don't have that space that plants need. And maybe that's true for us sometimes too. Maybe sometimes the boxes that we planted ourselves in or that others planted us in turn out to not allow us to grow. It's okay to say I'm not comfortable in the way that I've been labeled and boxed up. Something about my environment needs to change for me to be able to grow and flourish and bear fruit. And the important thing in all that is that the vine does not grow fruit for the vine. The vine doesn't eat fruit, after all. The fruit is, on a biological level, for spreading the seeds and making more vines, but the fruit is delicious, so that birds and animals and humans will eat it, consume it, spread the seeds around. The vine doesn't grow fruit for the vine. And the vine that we're invited to be in Jesus is not about just growing fruit for ourselves. It's not about just nurturing our individual spirituality. It's not about just nurturing a small community that stays closed in, as the early church kind of tried to be sometimes. It is about something that can feed, nurture, help flourishing of many people, including people outside the community, outside the boxes that we might be used to. The fruit that the vine grows is not just for the vine. It is for the nourishing of many others. Just as Jesus talked about last week when he said, I am the shepherd and there are other sheep to gather into one flock, one fold, we get to be part of that proclamation. When we stay connected, when we remember to take our sunshine and water in, when we remember to stretch when we need to stretch, when we practice gentleness with ourselves, when we are going through a drier emotional, mental, or spiritual season, and when we stay connected to the love of God, then we are able to produce a fruit of love for other people too. That's the whole point. The whole point isn't just to wrap us up in a big ball of love and tuck us away in a corner or in a box and say, okay, you're all done. That love that God proclaims through Jesus and through so many acts of goodness throughout the history of humanity and the world, that love is meant to be shown to other people so that all might know just how precious they are, just how precious you are just how precious we all are. That connection that Jesus is seeking to make between us and God is about proclaiming that love, about saying over and over, stay connected to the fact that you are beloved, 
by the creator of the universe. We don't know the whole science of exactly how the Big Bang happened or what happened before then or how time and space came to be interrelated the way they are or why quarks exist or why when you tweak one atom, another atom that's had quantum mechanic interchange with it also changes. We know in the midst of all that we don't know scientifically or philosophically, we proclaim that there is a power that we cannot quite see that is working for the greatness and the flourishing of the whole world. And that power became incarnate in the person of Jesus to say to each of us over and over in the myriad of ways that we needed to hear it, you are loved. To those who needed to hear it because they had made great mistakes and felt ashamed and distanced from God, Jesus proclaimed, you are loved. To those whose bodies, whose physical disabilities had kept them outside of the community, Jesus restored them and proclaimed, you are loved. To those who had not been able to find a way into communities because of the blockades of social and cultural restrictions, the boxes that they'd been put in, Jesus proclaimed, you are loved. And Jesus offers that to his disciples, and I think also to us today. Stay connected to the vine. Dwell in me as I dwell in you, for you are loved. And so is everyone else. Amen.